you're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. The heart of this program is to call God's people to repentance and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Isaac here with the Voice of Revival Network. Welcome to our podcast. This is the Voice of Revival Podcast Network. And we are thrilled to have you today on this new program. This episode 14. If you go back and listen, we had two previous programs before this talking about showdown on Prophetic Mountain. How God was going to bring a showdown between the true prophets of God in this time and the false prophets. And the prophets of our culture. And how there was going to be a showdown. You got to listen to it. A lot of these programs, and I was just sharing that in the previous programs, that these programs are based upon a book that's going to be coming out that we're going to be publishing called The Clarion Culture Repentance, Where Revival Begins. A lot of these are chapters all about what is taking place in our nation and what is going to, and what the Lord is saying. And prophetically, go back to the Word of God and find out where it's going to be confirmed. Today, I'm going to be talking about freedom fighters arise. Freedom fighters arise. We're here to broadcast the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. And I believe that we have an interesting program for you today. I don't know about you, but I sense that it's time for freedom fighters to arise in America. America stands at a crossroads. A line is being drawn in the sand if we will coward under pressure or stand up as bold as a lion. Religious freedom and liberty are at stake. It's time to make a decision where you stand. This is a call for freedom fighters to arise. This word comes at a crucial time in our nation's history. Unless you've been in a cave or under a rock or something, you cannot miss what's happening in our nation. Our nation is confused. Our nation is out of order. Our nation is in chaos. There's there's disunity. There's fighting. There's debate. There's opinion. There's just so much anger and so much strife and resentment. But I believe that the Lord gave me this word, this prophetic word. It was on September 16th at 7.30 a.m. It was the morning that I was in prayer interceding and praying for our nation. And this is what it said. The Lord is saying to his people to prepare for persecution. The signs are here. The tribulation is coming to shake. The tribulation is coming to shake in our complacency and awaken the sleeping bride of Christ. We have been warned in the past, but we didn't listen. 
Why do we continue to ignore the warnings when the signs of his return, when the signs of his return are drawing closer? Your nation is being invaded by an ideology that has rejected me, the Lord thy God who made this nation great. No one else made this nation who it is because I chose this nation as I chose Israel to represent me. But many have not fought for righteousness, for justice, and for the, for the freedom to proclaim my name. I am coming to try my people for their faithfulness. We have yet to see in our nation the persecution that other nations have suffered. But a wave of persecution has come. It's already started in other states, and we must embrace for it, for it will be intense. Tell my pastors, elders, spiritual leaders that the church must fight. We have allowed the state to become God, and we are torn between being loyal to the state or loyal to the Lord. It's time to make a decision where you stand, to fight for your convictions, for morality, for liberty of Christian freedom. Freedom fighters, arise, says the Lord, for the enemy has risen up to stop the voice of my people. America, wake up. The tribulation that others have suffered is coming. Return to me, says the Lord, and I will answer, and I will fight your battles. But you must repent for allowing this nation that I have blessed become as Babylon. Confusion reigns and truth has been censored. I am raising up my freedom fighters, not by military force, but by my spirit. Do not forsake prayer any longer. Listen to my servants that I have chosen to bring my word. They will not speak according to their own desires, but what I tell them. For the Lord is given warning to prepare the way for my son is coming. I am opening the mysteries that have been hidden in my word so that you will understand the times you are living in. I'm speaking to my servants to bring words of warning that have long been ignored. Prepare for spiritual warfare is at hand. Let the freedom fighters arise. Wow. What a download. What a word. You know, all out through his word, if you really listen to the words, it's scriptural. After this word, I got a download on not only was God giving me this word, but he gave me a solution. You see, God doesn't ever give us a prophetic word unless it has a solution. It has an answer. He gives us guidelines. He gives us rules. He gives us regulations so that we can see that prophetic word complete. You see, God does not just give us a prophetic word for a thrill or excitement, but to warn and prepare to give us answers and solutions that we need. The scriptures are filled with how to wage warfare, spiritual warfare. We're called to be soldiers, freedom fighters. We will not overcome by arguments, debates, political or government intervention, but by waging a good warfare, a good spiritual warfare. The scripture tells us to fight the good fight, a good warfare, contend for the faith, take up your spiritual weapons to battle, to agonize, to wrestle, to contend, etc. We're to be trained and equipped soldiers for the Lord, for his truth marches on. Let me give you some principles, disciplines that a freedom fighter needs to be victorious. Understand this, Jesus didn't engage Satan with physical weapons in the book of Matthew. Let's go ahead and turn to the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. The weapons of our war- warfare. We're going to be talking about freedom fighters arise. Well, not only that, we're going to be giving you solutions 
of what the scripture says. When Satan came and tempted Jesus, he came when he was vulnerable because he had been fasting. It says here that he was led by the spirit. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And then afterwards he was hungry. And then the tempter comes, which is Satan. And he said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, Jesus did engage Satan with a physical weapon. He used the word of God. Moses also brought in this same word, that prophecy in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, where the Lord spoke to Moses. And Jesus is quoting what Moses had said. Jesus was quoting the word. You see, we're fighting with the wrong weapons. We're using our tongues wrongly, using corrupt language. We're using our words wrongly in debate, in opinion. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to move quickly because we have a lot to cover. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Praise the Lord. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. What are those strongholds? Let's go to verse 5. Casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I want to pull that out in the Amplified Version. I have my Amplified Bible here, and I want to see what it says here. Well, it was 2 Corinthians chapter 10, right? Verse 3 through 5. Let's see what it says. How many love the Word of God? There's coming a time where we're going to have a desire for the Word of God. We've been listening to so much prophetic Word. But if you notice, the prophetic Word that I'm giving you is all Scripture. And I'm all, what I'm doing, I'm breaking down this Word. This, if you go back and listen to it, you're going to hear all the script, all the things that were mentioned are connected to scripture. It says this, for we walk, live in the flesh. We are not carrying on our own warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. Verse four, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. What are the, the what is strongholds are being destroyed in so much as we verse five in so much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for his disobedience. When your submission and obedience as a church are fully recurred and complete. Wow. Doesn't that sound like a freedom fighter right there? That the freedom fighter is not fighting a war against flesh and blood. That's, uh, we're going to get into that. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. This is not a physical battle that we can pick up arms, that we can pick up guns, that we can pick up artillery. And fight this battle. It's not going to happen that way. Casting down arguments, ideologies, wrong thinking that contradicts and against God's truth. 
I'm talking about socialism, Marxism. I'm talking about communism. We're talking about movements, movements that are against and contrary and contradict the word of God. We have to bring our thoughts captive and return back to the word of God. And that contradicts God's truth. A nation is confused because it doesn't know what truth is. We're following blindly after the movements that are anti-Christ and anti-God. I don't have time, but I'm going to do some shows, some programs on teaching on the spirit of lawlessness, racism, and the anti-Christ agenda. Also, this unity and civil war of a nation, it's coming, my friends. And I believe it's important that we know what we're facing and how to overcome it. You see, the word of God is powerful. I mean, the scriptures, it's funny how people want to fight this in the physical. When the word of God has the power to destroy the forces of darkness. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18 says this charge. I commit to you, son, Timothy. This is the apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them, you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck of him who are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Wow, wage a good warfare. Wage a good warfare. How do we wage a good warfare? I'm going to give you some weapons of how to wage a good warfare what are the characteristics of a soldier you see paul is telling timothy these things that i have previously spoken to you through prophetic word through prophecy that you may wage a good warfare keep the faith contend for the faith with good conscience so your faith is not shipwrecked people's faith are being shipwrecked right now because we don't know what truth is we're not fighting the good fight of faith because we're not being good soldiers. We're not being equipped and trained to be good soldiers. What are the characteristics of a soldier? A soldier is bold. A soldier is loyal. A soldier is disciplined. He's prepared. He's fearless. He's armed and dangerous. We need to be armed and dangerous. What does a soldier also do? A soldier sacrifices. He lays down his life for another. We're neglecting the weapons that God provides. We're not talking about physical weapons here. I want to give you some ways how to how to fight, how to become a freedom fighter for Christ. Number one, we need to fight with prayer. Don't fight in the physical. Fight on your knees. Intercessors, prayer warriors. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. I have my Bible right here, and what, sometimes you'll get a prophetic word, you'll get a study, you'll get a breakdown of the Word of God, because we need this. We're listening to so much things, but we're not listening to something that edifies, builds us up, and gets us ready for what is coming. This is what this ministry is all about, preparing the way for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not are we waiting, but we are looking and anticipating for the blessed hope, the return of Christ our Lord. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means his strategies, his tricks, his devices. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Put on God's armor. I like what it says in the the Amplified. Put on God's armor, the armor of a heavily armed soldier with God's supplies, that you may be successfully to stand up against the strategies and the deceits of the evil. I like what it says here. So what are these things that we're fighting against? It says that we're fighting against powers, principalities, powers, and hosts of wickedness in heavenly places and high places. So this is not a battle against flesh and blood. This is a battle that's going to take, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take fasting. It's going to take prevailing. It's going to take intercession. That's why at the end I said it's time for the prayer warriors to rise. It's time for the intercessors to rise. Prayer is more powerful than you think. I'm releasing this call to the prayer warriors. It's time for you as a freedom fighter to arise. Now is not the time to lay down. Now is not the time to give up. This is the time to fight. Number two, fight with God's word. The Bible says that the word of God is powerful, mighty, sharper than any two-edged sword. It brings life. It brings truth. It brings deliverance. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says, for the word of God. Come on now. I hope I'm encouraging you today that it's time for you to rise up, freedom fighters. Rise up, freedom fighters. We don't get these messages anymore because we're preaching a feel-good message, a message that gives us cheap grace, a message that's all about what you're going to do for me. And when the Lord is saying, get up and fight the good fight of faith, contend for the faith. Don't you see that your faith is being destroyed? Hebrews 4 verse 12 says this. Come on now. I'm preaching today. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wow. For the word of God is powerful, living. It's a two-edged sword. It cuts in. It cuts out. It brings conviction. That's why we don't want to read it. It brings conviction. It brings repentance. It causes us to turn from our wickedness. We stop using our weapons, especially God's word. It's not up to the pastor or the minister to keep preaching the word to you. You must get the word and let that word become a part of your artillery, a part of your weapons. Pick up the word of God, freedom fighters, and fight with the word. Fight with God's word. Number three, fight with worship. David was a psalmist. He wrote songs of worship. And King Saul was troubled by an evil spirit. And he called upon David to play worship on his heart. And the evil spirits went away. My goodness, worship is powerful. Because when the presence of God comes through worship, the demons have to flee. I like what is happening right now. 
There's a movement that's called Hold the Line, where they have gone into the cities where violence and riots are taking place, and they're taking back the atmosphere through worship. And through this, not only that, but we're seeing a revival break out on the streets. You see, they shut the close, they closed the churches. They didn't, they wanted to, they're banning worship in the church. But instead of them waiting, they took it, the movement into the streets and revival and worship are breaking out. They call it from riots to revival. There's also a story in the word of God in Jehoshaphat. The story of King Jehoshaphat, Second Chronicles chapter 20. We are giving you word today because this is not my word. I'm not going to give you anything that does not line up with God's word. Hey, I'm too fearful of the Lord to give you something that's not of him. Here's Jehoshaphat in verse in Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's in verse 15, Second Chronicles Chapter 20, verse 15. And he said unto them, All you of Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the battle in the Lord's. You see, the Spirit of the Lord in verse 14 came upon Hezazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Joel, the son of Matiah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. In other words, the word of the Lord came to this to this Levite and he began to prophesy the word. And he says, don't be dismayed for the battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to God. Look what it says in verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. So what did he, what was the instructions? He told them to go and put singers on the front lines. It says, when he consulted with the people, he appointed those to sing to the Lord and should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and was saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. He was outnumbered. King Jehoshaphat was outnumbered. He went to the Lord in prayer and he, and he gave him the solution. He said, put the Levites, the singers and the musicians before the army and sing praises. If you continue to read the account, it says God sent an ambush and the enemy thought a mighty army was coming and they turned on each other and killed one another. The enemies did because the battle was the Lord's. My friend, take up your weapons of warfare. Worship is a powerful weapon and we don't use it. When you sing praises, when you sing worship to the Lord, you're tearing down strongholds. You're bringing down powers and principalities that want a war against you. You don't realize that we're in a battle right now and we need God's intervention. It's time for you to fight with worship. Also, broadcast the truth. Fight the good fight of faith. What does Jude verse 3 say? Jude, right before you get to the end of the Bible, at before Revelation, there's a, a small letter it's called the epistle of Jude. Look what Jude says in verse three. Beloved, I was diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, and I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men 
who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, we need to fight in prayer, fight in God's word, with God's word, and fight in worship. And we need to contend for the truth. My friends, we're at a critical stage right now. We've been going about this all wrong. And I'm coming back with part two. There's just no way to finish this. We need to become freedom fighters. Rise up, freedom fighters. This is the word of the Lord to you. This is the word of the Lord to America. This is a word of the Lord to the church. This is a word of, word of the Lord to the spiritual leaders. Stop laying down. Stop hiding. Stop staying in your comfort zone. Don't be in, don't let yourself be in just unlimited submission. It's time for you to rise up, people of God. If you get a chance, I want you to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm releasing these words on video. And when after I release the words, the Lord gives me this word in the podcast and I release and give a breakdown of what this word is. We need that type of ministry today. This is revival. God is raising up voices that nobody knows. And they're going to be sent to the four corners of the earth to preach the gospel of the kingdom because Jesus Christ is coming. Why are we doing this? Because we got to wake up a sleeping bride of Christ that's so conformed that is not ready for the wedding. And we're preparing her for the wedding is coming. Jesus, the bridegroom is coming. That's why we must rise up and fight and contend for the faith. Rise up, freedom fighters. This is a call to action. This is a call to get involved. This is a call to war. Now is the time. Now is the hour. Now is the day, says the Lord. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. Freedom fighters arise. I'm coming back with episode 15 on Freedom Fighters Arise Part 2. Freedom Fighters Arise Part 2. Please share this with somebody. Get a hold of these. These are God-ordained. These are God messages that are just stirring in me. There's so much stirring in me. I believe that this is part of the book, The Clarion Call to Repentance, where revival begins. This is the word of the Lord to you today. Don't sit down. Don't be complacent. Get up and be and become a freedom fighter for the Lord. Our nation needs you. Our churches need you. The world is in trouble and we need freedom fighters to fight for freedom and liberty. I'm calling you and I'm challenging you. Will you rise up today? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now for the opportunity to bring this word, Freedom Fighters Arise. I believe that you're speaking to us today, and I declare and I speak and I proclaim that you're raising up these freedom fighters from all over the church, from all over. You're raising up speakers. You're raising up voices. You're raising up people who will stand up and declare the word of the Lord like never before. We're standing in the precipice of one of the greatest moves of the spirit that we have ever seen. But it depends on if my people will be faithful and fight for me. There's so much at stake and we need to be about the father's business. Oh, father, let the freedom fighters arise. Let the freedom fighters arise in this day and this hour. Lord, bring conviction, bring repentance, turn us away from our wickedness and allow us to see 
what you have and allow us to see the revelation and the mysteries that have been hidden so that we can know what to be prepared for. Thank you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Revival Network. You can listen to our podcasts. Get connected. Subscribe to our podcasts. We're coming with a mandate, and that is to broadcast the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth and to raise up 10,000 messengers to take these words to the ends of the earth. Why? Because God is raising up his people that will fight the good fight of faith. This is Isaac with the Voice of Revival. We'll see you again on our next program. God bless. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.